Live and Learn with us in season three. We are still talking about how we live and learn, how we adapt to change, how we are curious about mentalities, how we learn languages. What is Live and Learn for you? Because Live and Learn is actually a podcast about evolution of words and meanings. That's the way I accept that. That's the way I understand that. Parents um, decide for their kids, but the kids are not kids anymore. In Germany, parents decide when kids go to the fifth grade. And then it also defines and directs uh, the kid's choice whether they will go to university or not. And if you don't pass your ancient Greek that you managed to select in the beginning, boy, you're in trouble. What happens with the uh, students who go to smaller places, to, to smaller universities, where most probably not a lot of people are speaking English and uh, might be quite a conservative little town? Do you see that there is a drastically different experience for them in living and learning? If one wants to live and learn in Germany, what you should think about is really freedom and independence. Thank you, Gleb Kondraszewski, for being with us today on Live and Learn. Very welcome. Our and first question to you would be, how do you live and learn? Well, that is a very interesting question, I would say. I live and learn constantly. That's the way I live. Uh, that's probably what makes my life really interesting. There is a, a famous phrase of Richard Dawkins, who is a famous biologist. And he, uh, I think he quoted, that does not belong to him directly, but in his phrasing that was majestic. He answered one question about science. Why is science so interesting? And why should you learn, in fact? And he said, the answer is, we think that science is interesting. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. And that is the, exactly the answer I actually am very fond of. Because that's my style of life. That's the way I am. I, can, I cannot do it otherwise. I think that answers the question. <laughs> We need to introduce you somehow to our listeners. What defines the way you present yourself? What's, what, uh, what stands next to your name when somebody asks, who are you? Well, officially, I work for, for about 14 years already at the German Academic Exchange Service, which is DAD, Deutsche Akademische Austauschdienst, in Moscow. And I'm a program coordinator. DED is famous for its scholarships. And uh, that's what I do, actually. Education, international education. That's my huge part of my life. And that's what I do. And that's what I really, in fact, enjoy. That's not the only thing I enjoy, thank God. But in fact, that's one of the greatest things I do and I contribute to. I contribute to people that want to live and learn. 
that's what I do. And uh, th th there's, of course, uh, a, certain a certain element of competition there. You don't get a scholarship for free. You have to be uh, really diligent and you have to work hard. You have to prepare an application and uh, pass through a procedure selection, so to speak. But in the end, what you get is the possibility to learn, to study in Germany and, uh, for instance, master program or research programs, lots of them, lots of things you can do with this scholarship. There are lots of types of scholarships. And uh, I am very glad and I enjoy contributing to this procedure, to this process, to this idea. So that people could not only learn in Germany, but also live in Germany. Live meanwhile. in Germany, learn German in Germany, because in fact, people with English only can also take part in the competition. And if, should they get the prize or should they get the scholarship, they are also given a chance to learn German in Germany. And that's mm -hmm. a good chance to, to make German so so popular because DED is also interested in making German more popular language among foreigners all around the world, actually. And Which is not an easy thing to do. That's not an easy thing to do, especially due to the German grammar uh, and not grandma, but grammar. Uh, in, in fact, it's a rather interesting Germanic language which sometimes is considered to be complex, complicated, much more complicated than English. I don't know why. My English has gotten a bit rusty because I'm not using it much. But in fact, the thing is, should you get a scholarship, uh, this is not uh, uh, some kind of marketing of uh, DAD scholarships, but this is just a mere fact that if you get a scholarship, most probably you will have a chance for free to learn German also. And uh, this is a very good chance to get to know Germans better because, uh, you know, this is, uh, although most of young Germans speak English perfectly or think they do, it's much easier to find contacts, to find friendship, to be closer to each other if you speak German. That's, that's the kind of country where you should learn German and it's really appreciated. In contrast to Holland, for instance, to the Netherlands, where if they hear you speak with an accent or have troubles talking, they switch to English immediately. They don't give you a chance. In Germany, vice versa. In fact, if you speak even crazy, absolutely bad German, but still you try, they appreciate it. And that's a fun fact about German, actually. Yeah, one of the, the facts that we have a possibility, both Julia and I, to feel and to experience yep. uh, in the first person and uh, what I can uh, add to this is just uh, my idea here is that Germans uh, love a good love that's why they yep. give us a chance to speak our bad German so at yep. least they have some fun and then uh, you're absolutely right here and I also feel this is part of uh, what uh, I feel here is that uh, when they uh, hear you try and speak German, yeah. then later they can even switch to English. But first they need to appreciate your effort. Yeah. And only then can they move to 
talking to you. To, well, so they true. start seeing a person in you if you've made this effort of learning their language. Yes, and that makes it so effective to learn German in Germany. That's not my case, unfortunately. I started learning German in Russia and it was out of interest. And uh, it was a kind of leisure for me. And I uh, liked somehow uh, some words of German, even though I didn't understand them by then, like Gelände, for instance, the, this combination of sounds that sounded so romantic to me, right? Somehow. I don't know why. It was my motivation to start learning German because it sounded interesting. And back then I also spoke uh, English and Dutch. Well, okay, and th there was an opportunity, a German professor at our university in Moscow. And uh, he was uh, available for a couple of hours a week. And I thought, okay, this is a native speaker, let's use it. And that's why I started learning it. But in fact, that was the key factor, because he was German. In contrast to my English that I learned on my own, more or less, or Dutch, Uh, I learned Dutch uh, in, in the Netherlands. That was my first foreign country I've been to. German, I started deliberately so that I, uh, I wanted this personal contact. And it worked out for me very well. Back to tracking things, uh, back to ancient times. What I know about Gleb is that he's uh, a fan, if I may say, of... Uh, the creation of uh, life, of how life uh, was born, of where life comes from. This is one of, uh, it has been one of uh, our first uh, meetings, uh, strangely enough, or maybe not, in a paleontological museum in Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, could you that's, tell that's, more about your passion? Okay. Uh, I'm, I must confess I'm a pervert in some way. Uh, that is, if you know, there is a test for me. If I meet some person sooner or later, and rather sooner than later, I invite him or her to a paleontological museum in Moscow. If he manages to survive these three hours of excursion and my attempt to explain the evolution of life and stays with me and doesn't run away the moment uh, he opens the door. If this person does not run into a forest or anywhere else and disappear, then this is a good chance that we stay together and be friends. And How many people part, survived through this? Not many, uh, but I'm very glad, much more than I thought much more than, than I expected. And I'm exceptionally, extremely glad that you, Inna, not only survived and your son, Misha, but also asked so many questions after that. That's absolutely exceptional, I think. I will repeat this word exceptional many times because you've asked questions I didn't have answers to because I'm experienced, you know. I'm really experienced in that. And if you ask a question and I have to think about it for an hour or two, 
that means this is a very, very good question. And these are questions that concern the roots of life, chemical roots of life, evolution, uh, development of life, why it is what it is and why it developed and the ways it's going to develop probably and why does not life propagate exponentially and things like that that make makes your uh, brain work intensively and this is extremely important to me and I'm very thankful to people that survived my excursions and uh, managed to stay with me and continue uh, this search for uh, for evolution and understanding life better because if you understand Uh, the evolution better, you understand yourself better. And that is the way you can forgive, forget, be more peaceful, be more, I think, human uh, in, in a way, uh, and uh, understand what's really important. So the accents, the major points of life, uh, rather than something you think is important, but in fact, it's not. Oh, thank you so much. Again, uh, I can't thank you more for giving us a chance to be there with you and to be accompanied by you and by your vision of uh, life development. Also, when I was listening to you now, I had these associations again with uh, how we track, you mentioned roots, uh, how we track uh, a word back searching for roots in order to understand the meaning better. And uh, it's a direct association, not even uh, very deep. Yeah, if we want to understand how life works, how human we are, who and what we are, we track our lives back and try to get back to the roots. The same uh, searching for etymology of words. We want to understand the meaning, then uh, we track roots back and uh, we try to learn from tracking life back, from tracking words back and so on. Because Live and Learn is actually a podcast about evolution of words and meanings. That's the way I accept that. That's the way I understand that. That is the way to perceive your own self and others and accept them and uh, accept oneself in them. And that you can only do when you find common roots. And that's what I like, actually. I like that in uh, biology and I also very glad to find roots in uh, mathematical equations. That's what I like, uh, no less than finding uh, roots in uh, language or uh, anything else, because mathematics is, uh, in a way, the language I also learn, and it makes me peaceful somehow. Just before we began talking, I shared this idea, linguistic idea of merging things together, even if they're etymologically different, that the name of Lancasters is etymologically about broadcasters that use LAN connection. That's also the way to join things together, if, even if they seem really, really different. And that's what makes people laugh and uh, enjoy this kind of 
linguistic discoveries, when you merge things together and you don't know, you have not the slightest idea what's going, what's coming up, and the unexpected. And we are used to think that something unexpected is normally negative, but well, it's probably something about me, not about everybody else. But I used to think, I used to think at least, that something new and unexpected, that's the word, unexpected, um, must mean something negative. But in fact, I'm becoming more and more convinced that it's not the case. It's a, a statistical random process of the Gaussian process, actually, where things tend to be neutral for the most time. And uh, to the left and to the right from, on this di diagram, there are things that are bad, really bad things are not very often, as well as things that are extremely good. They're also quite rare. But if you learn to notice those things, you broaden your horizons in a way. Two different ideas, unexpected. Uh, that means that um, something can scare you. But if we're talking about discoveries, this is something that is associated a little bit more with a more positive meaning here, right? Oh, you know, uh, some discoveries are scaring me a lot. I'm scared of the implications because uh, there are always implications uh, to every discovery and to every idea you develop. And sometimes you're desperate and you, you think, well, you never get it. Just forget about this. But in some periods of time when you're full of belief and inspiration, you think about implications. What if you're right? What if it's possible? Then you understand, you start seeing things. By saying, I start seeing things, I, I'm not particularly saying I'm crazy, although I am. But seeing things means seeing implications of these discoveries, you know? How is going to work? How is going to change our life? Because it's applied mathematics. It's theoretical, but it also can be applied. And you can apply it in so many beautiful ways, in so many majestic ways that would make life much, much better. But you can also do it otherwise. And that's what makes the word unexpected so dramatic to me. Maybe I'm too cautious, but uh, nevertheless, I sometimes give it a thought. It's always better to give a good thought. Yeah. And also to be ready to the, for the unexpected to happen. I'm also kind of scared of the unexpected. I prefer ordered things and well-prepared things. Then I feel okay, I feel comfortable. And then when something unexpected comes up, maybe it's not a good thing. Yeah, because so you, I, you, didn't, you didn't expect that. And sometimes it, it's really hard, even if it's positive. It means uh, it gives you a hint that your prediction capabilities are somehow wrong. Absolutely. You because you don't understand life the way it is. Exactly. Because if we look at the word expect, expect mm. is take something out of what you can see. Exactly. That's exactly it. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Spectacular. Yeah, spectacular is just something that you can see. You can see, right? I didn't even know though they X, are connected. X is is the prefix for extraction. Extraction, yeah. extract, so take from what you can what see. What you see, what you can mm -hmm. see. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that there is pact in this. Yeah, I, I thought there is X and pact. I didn't even think of it. Expect. Oh my gosh. Spectrum, mm -hmm. right? Spectrum, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, and also in Latin it used to be written with S also, expect. They are certainly uh -huh. related. They are certainly related. Absolutely. As far as the eye can catch, that's your horizon actually. So if something unexpected comes up, that means that's beyond your horizon. It might be very good. It might be extremely good. And I'm hoping that that is the case. But then if you cannot predict, yeah, so, and predict is another beautiful Latin right. word uh, to say before. Uh, so if you cannot predict, or another English word is foresee. Foresee, yeah. Then it means you are not prepared enough. You don't see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Exactly yeah. the same. Okay. Uh, how is it in German again? Vorhersehen. Okay. Uh, just okay. exactly yeah. foresee. Foresee. Before. Mm -hmm. See something mm -hmm. before before it happens. Yeah. Okay. So then as um, this German word comes uh, back and brings us back to the German part of okay. uh, your living and mm -hmm. learning and yeah. teaching and uh, helping people to come and experience a new part of their studying in Germany. What should they be prepared to have when they move to Germany for their studying programs? Uh, do you prepare them somehow? What is the procedure, if you can say something about it? Yeah, a couple of words. There is a certain formal procedure of application, and uh, it's all uh, on the website, daed.ru. You, you just can read it, and that's pretty pretty formal. What I can say you must be also, one has to be, if one wants to, to learn, live and learn in Germany, what, what you should think about is really freedom and independence. I mean, you, you've got to be very well organized because freedom takes it. It takes a lot of effort to be free, actually. Nobody, and that's some, somehow a, a very, uh, the very problem of uh, many students that apply. They're mentally capable of uh, learning in Germany, but they're not quite ready for living in Germany and for studying in Germany. Because it's really different in a way that nobody is going to tell you what to learn. Nobody is going to tell you, uh, to give you some pre predefined schedule so you can follow from point A to point B, and you don't have to think about it. You have to somehow build up your trajectory on your own. There's a lot of paperwork. If you pass exams, they're mostly written exams, uh, which is not the case, for instance, in Russia. Uh, and you have to be prepared. Uh, you have to be prepared to consultation. And th there are buddies, of course, that are called buddies, helpers or uh, tutors at German universities who would help you, but you have to do it on your own. When you come to Germany to study and you settle down, you 
somehow think, well, nobody's calling me, nobody's uh, writing me, uh, nobody is demanding something from me. I might as well go to a pub and have fun. Okay? Or maybe I'd better choose some 50,000 subjects that are available. Okay? Just 10 languages, uh, probably uh, some uh, parallel subjects. Uh, for instance, if you're in economics, you can take engineering or whatever. At German universities, you're pretty free to find optional traje trajectories and optional subjects. So you either neglect or collect a lot of stuff. And in the end, you have to pass all these bloody exams. And if you don't pass your ancient Greek that you managed to select in the beginning, boy, you're in trouble. You might be even expelled if you don't pass it for the second time. Because the idea is as follows. If you choose something, you have to be responsible for it. And you have to take responsibility and bring it to the end. Okay? So you're free to choose, but if you have chosen, if it happened, you have to carry on with it. And you have to bring it to the end. And that's what people are not expecting and f uh, find difficulties with it. Well, I just probably uh, th th that was an interesting experience. I don't want it anymore. No, you just can't say you don't want it anymore. And normally German students are older than Russian students. Uh, they have more, a little bit more living and learning experience, not only in Germany, but uh, around the globe. And they have some particular idea of what they're going to do in their life. Because uh, in Russia, sometimes people consider higher education as um, some kind of um, a receipt or uh, some kind of uh, necessary document as, as a passport or, or something that you must have in order to do something with your life. And it doesn't matter which education you get. The main goal is to have this diploma. And it doesn't matter where you're going to work later. In Germany, it's, it's absolutely not the case. Uh, you have different types of schools. Not all of them give you this opportunity to go to university, only gymnasium. There are ways around it, but normally not everybody wants to go to a university. So the first question German students ask, should I go to a university? Should I study? Or maybe I'm more interested in practical experience and so that I can get a lot of money and get a job I'm interested in. University education is not necessary. And that's what I try to explain during our webinars, in consultations. Of course, I'm not a mom or dad, and I'm, I don't want to be a mom or dad to anyone but my own children. Sometimes I try to explain, but the problem is that uh, some people come to webinars with their parents, and parents are asking these questions, and that brings tears to my eyes, because even though they're absolutely clever, beautiful, beautiful people, these students, they don't yet have this quality of uh, freedom that I began with to live and to learn 
in Germany. That's very important. This spirit of freedom and responsibility is extremely important. And that will make your life in Germany really an interesting and exciting experience. Yeah, so it sounds like a, um, the whole story behind the whole um, learning experience that you have just shared with us. Talking about DAAD, um, we all have somehow the experience uh, with um, this council's uh, British Council, the uh, Alliance Francaise, yeah. and DAAD, they were back in um, my student lives they were three parallel extra ordinary extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial. <laughs> yeah extra pelated i don't know everything was extra there because they were the very first uh, way for us as students of uh, i don't know later in uh, secondary school or early in the uh, universities to, to see the real native speakers of different languages. And they uh, would come uh, to teach at the universities, the German, the French, the English people. Well, I mean, not English, but English-speaking people. And um, to us, back in Dnipro, that was the uh, center of all the cultural environment i would say because we we always had the festival of french films we always had the daad uh, stammtisches mm -hmm. and um, speaking clubs that were organized there in the germanistic um, department in the university the uh, british council of course was uh, first and foremost associated with the tests uh, uh, fcec and all the other stuff oh, yeah. Of course, the teachers who would come and rotate one after another would leave the mark on the cultural life uh, of the city and on those people who were just trying uh, to become uh, kind of, how to say, uh, just like if you put uh, early in the spring um, new springs of the shootings, right, of anything, they are just trying to lean towards the sun, towards some light. And I remember, that is my personal uh, impression, when uh, we had, we were in this curated event. So we understood uh, that the informative part of such, for, for these funds, uh, was the, the opportunity to find amazing people who um, are so, as you say, free and responsible and interested and so much engaged that they involve, involve people around them, right? So all the other people rotate around. I remember we had a DAD um, representative, Antje Kruger, who came uh, and uh, just made the whole Dnipro you know, turn around the programs, the exams, the lectures, there were always the people who become the center of this small universe. Mm -hmm. does, it, does it work the very same way uh, where you are? Yes, that's exactly true. But I'm not going to idealize DAD, Campus France, German students, Russian students, or whoever else. 
I'm just saying about the philosophy of learning uh, and studying in Germany, uh, there are always exceptions and there are, of course, some problems uh, in uh, German universities also. Some students say that everything is much too formalized and there are also problems that sometimes the structure of a program is so complex you cannot complete your studying studies in time in in these two years for instance master program right there are always complications but i'm just talking uh, and the, there are students who are uh, diligent or not so much and normally our scholarship holders they they uh, manage to do it and they're uh, very good there are more than 10,000 people studying in germany from russia right and most of them are very successful at doing so i'm just trying to say that there is a philosophy a certain philosophy as there is in in uh, russia and russian university at russian universities which follow the ideas of humboldt actually alexander von humboldt the the idea nowadays is that you must have certain goal in your head certain understanding certain planning of what you're going to do in your life what you're interested with to study if you don't you will have we will most certainly have problems every choice will be hard because you don't know what you're choosing from right this idea of understanding i i love it of course but i know i know how hard it is i'm not going to judge uh, i'm not a judge or jury no I'm just saying, yes, this is really hard to find, especially when you're young. What are you going to do with your life? It's really, it's extremely hard. Maybe that's one of the most extremely complicated questions one might ask him or herself. What am I going to do with my life? And everything else is a derivative, as you have mentioned. Derivation from coordinates is speed and from speed acceleration. Yes, as we know from Newton and Leibniz, right? There are always derivatives, but the major thing, the integral question, so to speak, is what are you, am I going to do with my life? What am I interested with? And in Russia, it's often the case that parents decide, and that's not always the optimal solution. Because sometimes I notice that parents are trying to somehow make their own dreams that did not come true work for their children, make their own dreams come true. What they wanted to do, but they didn't manage to do it. They couldn't do it by some quirk of fate. We don't know why, but they're trying to force it upon their children so that their children must learn in Germany. They wanted to learn in Germany. They didn't have a chance in Soviet times. All right. Now they want their children to learn in Germany, but maybe their children want to learn in France or in the United States or maybe nowhere else but in Russia and want to be uh, somehow uh, probably an engineer somewhere or applied engineer. Maybe they want to go their own way. But this is a kind of tender suppressing and sometimes not even not really tender they force their children to live and learn the way they wanted to 
And that's a, a very sad picture to see, I must confess. And I've seen it a lot for these 14 years. Uh, and I'm really getting tired of it sometimes. Although, as I said, and as I mentioned, there are brilliant sides to my major occupation, to my work. And uh, that makes everything work. Yeah, sure. Then there are, of course, other uh, things to this. Uh, when you say that parents um, decide for their, for their kids, but the kids are not kids anymore. Right. They are 16 or 17 years old when they finish school, They're right? Even older. Yeah. Or even older. In Germany, parents decide when kids go to the fifth grade, when they go to the gymnasium, parents decide. It's yeah. not yeah. the kids many yeah. times. Yeah, and it yeah. happens quite early. And then it also defines and directs uh, the kids' choice whether they will go to university or not, as you said before. Exactly. But it happens at an earlier age. Yes. Therefore, there are also these differences in mentality between uh, students who come to Germany as foreign students with their mentality of their country of origin and uh, German students who come to university because their choice had been made by their parents when they were still in the fifth You're grade. You're absolutely right. There's a huge discussion uh, on that going on in Germany about this decision because parents sometimes listen to teachers at school and teachers say, well, you know, uh, it's better for him uh, to, to relieve this stress and go not, not going to gymnasium. That's not the, the best option. And they listen and do it. But as I said, that, 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 that's a huge discussion. And some people, uh, some Germans think that this division of schools, elementary schools, is not correct because you somehow predefine the future of your child. Mm -hmm. And it happens very early. Uh, that's not uh, forever, so to speak. That's not a, a final judgment. So they can mm -hmm. change their future, in, in fact. Uh, that, that's not that, that huge of a problem. But that's uh, that's still a problem and it's still being discussed that's that's mm -hmm. absolutely correct anyways there is this uh, difference in mentalities yeah and when uh, students who you accompany when they are still applicants to german universities what's their feedback when they uh, study in germany and get back to you to say what they experience do they find it uh, hard to get around with people with different mentality from theirs normally no well uh, not everybody is in contact with me after application some of them just go on studying and forget about me i'm not upset about it because it's, it's, it's there's a lot of things to do uh, after application and I'm uh, I totally appreciate that but sometimes they I get a feedback from them and it's it's very interesting they uh, normally do not experience uh, anymore especially the younger the generation is uh, the better they are internationally uh, very well versed they uh, speak normally very good English and learn very fast and they try to communicate. You know, uh, there is a, a, a myth about Germans that they're, so to, to speak, very closed people. In uh, some aspects, that's the case when you try to be really personal, what uh, normally uh, Russians tend to do, uh, asking intimate questions. Well, questions that 
Germans consider intimate, like, you know, uh, salary or uh, uh, things whom you're dating with, although it's shifting, it's shifting, it's shifting, and the younger generation is more or less homogenized. And just to make my point uh, to your question, yes, they, they send me feedback. They're absolutely happy. They have problems with dormitories, of course, because uh, it's very hard to find uh, a place uh, for a student if you, you have to take care of it in advance. Uh, that, that's really problematic. They, they share these problems and uh, some uh, problems uh, concerning um, technical stuff, but th th that's more, more or less technical, right? That's not about communication problems. That's not about people ignoring you. That doesn't happen really often, that almost never. They normally find almost immediately uh, new friends. And uh, I always uh, give them advice that if they find a room mate, uh, let it be some, uh, some person who, who doesn't speak Russian. Because, uh, well, well that, that is a general advice, uh, because if you do, that, that's, uh, that's a loophole. That, that's a black hole. Uh, it's going to suck you in and you'll never learn anything, any, any language at all. And they do. And they have fun. And actually, they travel a lot. Well, used to travel before Corona, uh, hoping uh, that's going to happen again. They travel a lot. They meet new people and they uh, enjoy their time and enjoy their life. And I'm not receiving any negative feedback that I'm alone. Nobody wants me. Nobody needs me. No. Nothing like that. The, uh, the, the older generation probably had some problems with that. But uh, the younger it gets, the better. And uh, this is hope for, for all of us because everything is getting so much international and uh, uh, homogenized in a way. Uh, and people treat each other better because they understand each other better. Not the least of these uh, processes is something that is called Erasmus, is something that is yeah. called funding programs, yeah. exactly. the DAD, the, uh, again, Alliance Francaise, British Council, everything that has been put as the uh, strategy for the Europe to mix people together. When uh, they come to Berlin, maybe, uh, of course, you can have a lot of the possibility to get uh, together. There is huge international community here. It is much easier to uh, mix up with the, within the meetups and meetings uh, with the international crowd. Of course, like when they, you are in the environment of newcomers, just as you are, you have much more common things in common, right? Much more things to share. What happens with the uh, students who go to smaller places, to, to smaller universities, where mm -hmm. most probably not a lot of people are speaking English and uh, might be quite a conservative little town with a university, maybe? What the experience? Do, do you see that there is a drastically different experience for them in living and learning? Firstly, I don't think that there is a huge difference between, between small towns and huge cities because Germany is more or less uh, homogenic in that sense. Germany consists predominantly of uh, small, well, considered to, if you compare it to Russia, to very small cities with a population for a couple of thousands or maybe a hundred thousand people. It's a huge city. 
right? So not everything, uh, München and Berlin are rather an exception. Look at Köln and Bonn. They're really small. They're extremely small, right? And they even have their own dialect. That's uh, actually uh, one of the uh, problems uh, people experience in Germany. And, they, uh, and I received that feedback that they thought they learned German very well. But uh, when they go from Berlin to uh, Nordrhein-Westfalen, to Köln, and they hear this Kölsch pronunciation, they don't understand a word. Comparing cities, Germany is rural, Germany is small. It consists of small cities. And university is a city within city. It's a different story. People speak English everywhere. And uh, students are international. And every university, there are lots of programs of supporting in internationalization in Germany. Yeah, I've made it. Not quite, but yeah. To support international students and to support international programs for students at German universities. So uh, that's called one of the projects like that is called Exzellenzinitiative. Exzellenzinitiative is, as it sounds, it's, it's an initiative, financial initiative to approve university that want excellent results with international students, right? So universities is in that case eine Ausnahme. So that is an exception. Everything might be rural. In a university, you're in quite a different area. Moreover, you can travel. You can travel anywhere to Czech Republic, to France, to Poland, to anywhere from this small city and come back in the evening. So you don't feel like you're uh, separated from the world. And maybe uh, I wouldn't recommend Berlin much because if you ask in Berlin, sprechen Sie Deutsch, you might not get an answer. Berlin <laughs> is extremely international. Julia knows something about it. Yes, you know something about it, right. <laughs> you know something about it. But uh, in terms of learning German, I would like, I would uh, give myself a chance to travel uh, a lot. I, um, back in 2009, I think I was in Vienna. And I spent a lot of time with my uh, friends there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, after I woke up, I was already, I think, in Bonn. I don't remember what happened before. You had a good time, obviously. I had, I had a very good time. And they were very supportive, I would say. So Excellence Initiative. That was uh, uh, Excellence Initiative in my private case. So I'm just sharing this experience. Not every excellence initiative must be like that, but I enjoyed it a lot. So there is no separation, there is no difference, and many of the small universities, uh, as a University of Aachen, Aachen is not a, a huge city, but it belongs to the Technical University 9, TU9, which is one of the best universities in Germany, one of the best technical universities. They don't stay uh, at, the, at their home uh, university. They always travel. They're always international. So it doesn't even matter where you live in a small town of Gera or uh, in a huge city like Berlin because there are differences in lifestyle, of course, especially for the older generation. Although you see this older generation, well, used to see before Corona, Everywhere, on every beach, in any country, you see a German granny, very active, 
like walking uh, along the beach with, with a towel everywhere. Everywhere. So life is different now. Although it might seem like Fachwerkhäuser, like uh, these uh, small, small houses uh, with special crosses on them, right? Brown crosses, Fachwerk. Maybe you see it, but it's just due to tradition. Inside you have internet, you have uh, everything, you have uh, lots of people that talk in different languages. And from the inside, Germany is absolutely different. It's an international country. Therefore, never mind where you get. That's what I recommend my, my students, uh, my, not my students, but applicants. That's what I recommend. Don't, please, don't think about the city you're trying to, to live in. Think about the university. Think about where your subject is taught in the best possible way. And How if it's a know? small city, it doesn't matter. It's always international. Because university is always an international area, is a cross point of uh, all possible cultures. Yeah, right now I, I'm having a couple of the classes with international students, um, like two of them. And um, some of them are coming from, uh, from France, from, from Russia, from Korea, from uh, Emirates, from China as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are sitting in the same room, but um, they don't really have anything that unites them apart from the English that they are speaking and the university they have chosen. So this is something that uh, already has the, the uniting point in, 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 their, in their semester, right? Mm -hmm. And another group that I had, which was uh, specifically from the student, not, not the international students, but the students who applied through the German system, I asked where did they come from? And there was only one person who was born and raised in Berlin out of 25 people. Can you imagine okay. what, what, what kind of a diversity we have here? It's absolutely diverse and it's beautiful. And uh, therefore, you have a lot of choice. Uh, you have a lot of color, smell. Uh, you have a spectrum out of which you can choose your favorite color. And that, that's what makes life beautiful. But in order to choose, you have to understand which color you like. And there we return back to the point that if you want to feel comfortable in Germany, and I presume uh, in uh, European countries on the whole, not, not without exceptions, not without problems, but in general, there's a trend. If you want to feel good there, you have to feel good inside. So you have to be comfortable with your own self. Okay? And that's the case. That, that's, uh, that's my message to all of our listeners. Uh, so if you want to, don't be upset with technicalities. Don't be upset with paperwork. Uh, there's a lot of paperwork. They're sending uh, you passwords normally, uh, not only via email or uh, SMS, but also uh, via Deutsche Post, which is really strange. Uh, but that doesn't really matter. That doesn't really matter. It's the spirit that matters. And this is the spirit that is good. You're not alone. You can be helped. And many people will help you gladly. 
But if you're very precise with your formulation of help, if you want water, you'll get water. But if you just want a general conversation about how unhappy you are, they will try to help, but they don't know because you don't know how to, to be helped. You don't want to be helped. You just want to complain, right? Yes, you also can complain. That's all right. That's all right. But it's not a style of life, right? So being more or less positive, not idiotically positive, but positive, being constructive, being structured. It's not about planning 100%, but about structure, about feeling what is right for you. Is a good idea to uh, adapt to Germany. So if you have your own message, and if this message is legal, it will be accepted. It will be most certainly accepted. You will find your way, uh, and uh, there will be hardships, of course, but not so many as, it, as they used to be, because this world is getting more and more international and uh, cheers to that cheers, cheers to, to that cheers to that yeah before That's... you know before you came uh, to visit with this message it was uh, my message on our podcast wherever you go what you take with you is you yeah so yeah, yeah that uh, resonates very much with what uh, we also give as a recommendation to our listeners find your peace inside you first of all then go then you will find That's yourself exactly in true. the right place with the right people then also another thing that you mentioned and that can be extremely useful is uh, say what kind of help you want yeah. because be precise. One of the, be precise especially in germany taking yeah. into consideration the mentality of things yeah. When people ask, how can I help you? It's a very simple question. How can I help you? Yeah. You need to know how they can help you. Yeah. So say That's that. Exactly true. They will, also, they will always help you. There are different people, of course, but most of them will help you gladly if you know exactly what kind of help you need. But because sometimes you just don't know. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that not knowing how to help you is uh, something that tells something about your mental capacities. No, not at all. Sometimes you really don't know. Uh, but you should uh, know what should... to expect. If you don't know, yes. people don't know either. Yes, yes. And you should not be upset about that. You should consider more. And this is not abstract. This is, uh, uh, this is the, the, the key factor for adaptation anywhere Well, uh, in Europe, at least, I cannot say anywhere, but in Germany, that's the case. If you're open-minded and you, you can openly say you don't know, that's also very well accepted. Germans are very curious. They always ask questions. They always doubt. And you should not take it as an offense that they doubt your opinion, that they, they do not trust you. No, they're just asking questions there very in discussion they're always in discussion sometimes in critical discussion about thinking. things about things you would not imagine about corks for bottles for instance they, they it takes hours of discussion which are better and you think oh my god is that so that is interesting that is interesting that's absolutely true that's absolutely human if you want to fit in you just can offer another subject 
but not a philosophical one. Take a small, take small steps, right? For instance, I, iPhone, is it good or bad? Uh, or maybe, uh, maybe something else, maybe your computer, maybe uh, anything. Be a part of it. Be a part of this discussion. Try to listen. And, and you don't have to, to give up by saying, okay, that's not interesting for me, but I'm in Germany. I have to follow this trend. No, be active. Try to make them interested in your area of interest. Yeah, but in order to have your agenda first, you need to come up with one. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a general advice for the whole living. Fantastic. What a uh, positive and constructive way to try to wrap up uh, all the beautiful uh, tips and uh, advice, pieces of advice that you gave. Is there something that you really wanted to share with uh, our podcast listeners from all around the world that you most probably were thinking about that most probably we didn't mention or you didn't uh, touch? You know, I have a special attitude to things I was not asked about, but I'm still saying. And I'm asking myself, who asked me about it? And, uh, uh, you know, it's a bit boring when people give you advice when you don't need one, you never asked for one. That's another point of, that's maybe a very important point. This is not an advice, uh, so to speak, uh, you, you didn't ask for. This is my opinion. This is my view of life. You want to accept it or not, that's your absolutely your choice. And that's the topic of our conversation. But don't get me wrong. Never in my life would I give you an advice you never asked for trying to maybe reformulate a bit. Uh, is there anything else um, that you would recommend uh, applicants who want to go and study in Germany next academic year when it is possible? Well, we already had a deadline for uh, application for the next year. And there are lots of students uh, who want to, uh, lots of applicants uh, for research scholarships and for master scholarships, lots of them. For the future, I would always like to, well, I, I already said what I expect, uh, but I would also like if people to be uh, less nervous and to prepare their uh, applications uh, a little bit in advance, if possible, because when they start, uh, when my phone starts ringing, I just can, uh, can't hold myself anymore. Sometimes I have to go and smoke a little bit more than I, than I would like to, to be less stressful, although it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but not to worry about technical stuff, but to think more about things you want to do and your own personal goals, because that's exactly what matters. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn. Curious about what we discuss next? Please subscribe to Live and Learn podcast and join our community on social networks. Live and learn. Thank you.